We are studying the Gospel of John throughout Lent and sharing Jesus' encounters with people on Fridays. We do that today as we read in John 4. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from the journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. That is to say, it was about noon. A woman from Samaria came to draw water, and and Jesus told her, give me a drink. His disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. And the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty and have to come here and draw water. I need a few volunteers. I I need a few people willing to step up here. Come on up. What's your name? Paul. Paul, and your name? Mary. Mary. Everybody say hi, Paul and Mary. Sounds like almost a 60s band. Uh, and we, I need one more volunteer. How about Dr. Krieger? Should we bring him up this morning? All right, Dr. Krieger's coming up. Everybody say hi, Dr. Krieger. All right, so Mary, Paul, and Dr. Krieger are our volunteers this morning, and each one is going to share a little something about themselves. Even as the woman at the well shares a little something about herself, they're going to share a little something about themselves. And so Mary, what I want you to share is, well, what you are most worried about when it comes to your future. What are you most worried about when it comes to your future? Is it graduating from school? Is it getting a job? Is it, what are you most worried about when it comes to your future? Okay, not having a stable place to live and not being happy. Do those two go together? Or? Okay, so not having a stable place to live after you get out of school? Right. All right, absolutely. And Paul, tell us about the relationship that's on your heart right now. I mean, the relationship more than any other. Maybe it's with a girl. Maybe it's a relationship with a friend. Maybe it's a relationship with your parents. I mean, but tell us about the relationship that is on your heart more than any other right now. You want her question, don't you? Yeah, I would. I would say it's the one with her. The relationship with her, because yeah. Okay, I got that part. Thank you, though. <laughs> and so it's just on your heart because? Because I love her a lot. Okay, because uh, you love her a lot. So you're thinking about her, you're thinking about where the relationship's going, what it means, and all that kind of stuff. All right, Dr. Krieger, he's, he's, he's a little nervous now. Uh, <laughs> share with us something that, 
well, something that recently got messed up. Maybe it didn't go well. It didn't go as you planned. Something in your experience that, uh, that just kind of went awry. Well, I sat next to you uh, this morning. In, in the- <laughs> <laughs> I was yes, you up did. Here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anything besides that. <laughs> something that just didn't quite work out the way that you expected. We had a controversial group on campus uh, last week, and there are some repercussions from that. Okay, so, that so controversial group on campus yeah. and just dealing with the repercussions of yes. that. Yes. So they've all shared a little something, just as we shared a little something about the woman at the well, and, and, and Jesus would respond to them just as he does to her. And so we want to hear some responses that, that sound a little bit like Jesus. And so maybe Jesus would come up and say, you know, Mary, you know I really care about you, and, and I care about everything that's going on in your life, and I definitely care about, uh, you know, where you live. Um, but, but sometimes things are difficult, and, and I even told my disciples one time that, you know, you're all going to have a cross to bear, and finding a place to live might be your cross, and it might not work out, and it might be difficult, and, uh, you know, you just got to gotta buck up a little bit. You got to be a little bit stronger. You got to push through. You got to deal with it, uh, and, and if you work it out, you're going to be all right. Maybe Jesus would say something like, relationships are so valuable. And, you know, the relationship that you have with Mary is not only meaningful to you, it's meaningful to me. And, and so, you know, I, I want you to make sure that I, you do the right things. I mean, don't mess it up because it's easy to mess up a relationship, you know. So don't say something you shouldn't and uh, be sensitive to her and make sure you're listening to her all the time and, and do the right things because, um, you know, I want you to treat her exactly like I treat her and, and I want you to get it right. Hey, free counseling. For, <laughs> and, and maybe Jesus would say something like, even in the most difficult circumstances, I am there to remind you that I, there is nothing that I cannot use to bring good. Uh, there is not a moment in your experience that I cannot use to draw you closer to me and draw other people closer to me. Uh, and even in the midst of some disagreement and some friction that may exist with other people, I'm going to use it to remind you and even help you remind them that you are forgiven uh, because of the relationship that I have with you. Do those things sound like Jesus? Yes? No? Maybe? Do they sound like what Jesus would say? Not all of them were. I mean, they sound kind of like Jesus. There was stuff from the Bible. There was mention of bearing a cross. There was the importance of loving somebody else. There was a word about forgiveness. And, and so it sounds kind of like Jesus. But the reality is only one of them was an expression of Jesus because only one of them was, well, was an expression that relieved the burden. Each one of them shared a burden. The burden may be about finding housing and figure out what's going on next in your life. The burden may be about uh, developing a strong relationship and remaining together. The burden may be about dealing with friction and, and people who have disagreement. But in two of the instances, we didn't alleviate the burden, we added to it. Buck up, try harder, figure it out. 
you can do it. I mean, we peppered it with some biblical language. There was a word in there about carrying your cross and, uh, and making it happen, but it was still adding to your burden. And, and listen to her. Pay attention to her. Do the right thing. Love her. I mean, if you weren't worried about the relationship before, you should be when you leave because that was probably a bunch of stuff that you're not doing. It added to the burden. But you're forgiven. They're forgiven. Uh, I'm going to work in the midst of that situation to remind you that there is perfect forgiveness no matter what went on for everybody involved. It's the only message that intended to alleviate the burden. And that is exactly what Jesus does for the woman at the well. And she didn't expect it maybe any more than we do at times because Jesus encountered this woman, a Samaritan woman. And Samaritans were these people that were despised by Jews Uh, They were the result of intermarriage between Jews and Gentiles. They were people that many Jews believed did not exhibit uh, a faithfulness when it came to a relationship with God. And so Jews and Samaritans did not get along. And yet Jesus engaged her, and she was stunned because she expected him to, well, to say something about uh, her faithlessness uh, and the... being a Samaritan woman and not being worthy of him spending time. But he didn't say anything like that. He engaged her in a discussion. He talked with her. He shared something with her about alleviating her burden. The Bible tells us that he even went on to ask the woman to call her husband. And she said, I have no husband. And Jesus responded that he knew because she had had more than one. And she was shacked up with a guy who was not her husband. And yet Jesus still wanted to alleviate her burden. And he said to her, I want to offer you living water. And she thought that sounded like a pretty good deal because not a day went by that she didn't have to come to that well and draw water. And it was probably no mistake that she came alone. She was not with other women. Uh, Bad enough to be a Samaritan and to be ostracized by the Jews, uh, but she was also a woman who had been married and divorced and married and divorced and was now living with somebody else and was ostracized even by the other Samaritans. And so Jesus said, I want to alleviate your burden. I want to give you some living water. And she said, do it. Give me that water so that I won't have to come back here to this well to draw. And Jesus said, no, you don't understand. I really want to alleviate your burden. If you knew the gift of God. The Greek word for gift is Dorian. Uh, It shows up again in Acts chapter 2, in which, well, more than 3,000 people were about to come to faith. Uh, And Peter declared, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you will receive the Dorian of God. You will receive a relationship like none other than you have ever had. Uh, This woman, who was outcast as a Samaritan, was about to be accepted by the Savior of the world. The woman who was ostracized by her friends because of her sin was going to be forgiven by the one who had earned her forgiveness as he would die on a cross. He wanted to alleviate her burden. And we don't always do that. Uh, You know, we're so conditioned to hear the law, much like the woman. Uh, She almost didn't know what to do with it. But Jesus' nature is to remove the burden from us. Whatever it is, if it is a burden of housing, Jesus is going to come and say, there is not a moment that I will not be right there by your side. And it doesn't matter where you live, and it doesn't matter the roof that's over your head. I am going to be next to you every moment. I'm going to hear your prayer. I'm going to reveal my answer so that you can be assured you're never alone. And I am going to love you 
And as much as you may love each other and the relationship may work out and that's fantastic, there is absolutely nothing like the love I have for you. And even in the moments in your relationship with Mary that you guys may have disagreement and you may have an argument about something, in those moments, I love you and I forgive you and I hear you. And I certainly uh, promise to work in the midst of the greatest difficulties of your life and give you the forgiveness that you need. Jesus alleviates the burden. It is his very nature. Because he was burdened when he hung on the cross and endured a punishment for our sins, he gets to remove it from us. He gets to take it away. And we are privileged to be able to share those words of Jesus with other people. There's a story that may help illustrate that. And uh, you guys can hang out still here for a minute as we share it. Uh, Many years ago, uh, I I was listening to the radio, KFI AM640 in Los Angeles, one of the premier talk radio stations here in Southern California. It's the station that had all the talk radio heavyweights, the Rush Limbaugh and Dr. Laura, and and I was listening to the radio to these two guys who were on in the evening, Uh, and, and these guys in the evening had gotten this radio show, and they just talked about anything that came to mind. And, and so I turned on the radio one night, and I'm, I'm listening to Philip and Ben, these two guys on the radio, and, and Ben is just going off about churches. And, and he's going off about how dumb churches are and how legalistic they are and, and that they're just awful. And so my attention was grabbed, and, and I listened to more as I was driving home. And Ben said that, that he had grown up in a church, and he had grown up in faith, and you know he hadn't been to church in a long time, but, but now he was engaged, and he wanted to get married, and he was trying to go back to the church to have a pastor marry him and his fiance. And, and, and there wasn't a pastor who would do it because he and his fiance were living together. Uh, and every pastor said, well, you can't be living together and, uh, you know, you got to separate before I, I will marry you. And he said, that's just the dumbest thing ever. I mean, I'm sick of churches and rules and everything they put on you, and, and it is just the worst. And these pastors are entirely arrogant, and they make up whatever rule they want just to give you a bad time. He, he said that, look, I know it's probably not right, and, 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 you know, I grew up in church, and that's not what the Bible said, but still, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm just so frustrated with the whole thing. And so I'm listening to his rant as I'm driving home, and, uh, and I pull into the driveway, I get out of the car, walk into the house, and, and, and I say to my wife, turn on KFI AM640, and she said, why? And I said, because I'm going to be on the radio in five minutes. Uh, and she said, all right. Uh, and she went upstairs and turned on the radio, and I got on the phone, and the screener answered my call, and I said, hi, I'm Pastor Jim, and I would like to talk to Ben. And he said, you said Pastor Jim? I said, I did. He goes, you'll be on after the break. <laughs> so sure enough, they come back from the break, and, and Ben's going on his rant, and, and, all the, and they say, Pastor Jim, you're on the air. And I said, Ben, look, it's not about you and the church, it is not about you and the pastor, it's about you and God. And the reason God doesn't want us uh, having a sexual relationship or shacking up with somebody outside of marriage is because God is faithful. God is faithful in his relationship with us. He doesn't love us one minute and dump us the next. He isn't attracted to us for a few moments and then find somebody he likes better. He is faithful in his relationships with us, and he desires that we would be that in our relationship with each other. And and even though that hasn't always been the case for you, he is still faithful. He still wants to be part of your marriage. He still loves you. He still desires a relationship with you. Now, the other host had heard about enough about the God talk, and so he said, look, let's get to the bottom line, Pastor Jim. Would you marry them? And I said, I'd marry them right now. 
And they said, we're jumping in the KFI van and heading out to Thousand Oaks, and uh, we're going to have a wedding on the air tonight. And I said, bring it. Let's do it. And Ben's like, no, 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 we can't get married tonight. Whoa, we need, and I said, well, why? You're already living with her. Uh, Let's make it happen, make it legal. No, definitely not. So we talked a little bit more, and they thanked me for calling, and I, you know, made sure they got my number, and that was the end of it. Until about a a week later, I was in Chicago speaking at an event, and my phone rang, and I picked it up, and the caller said, Pastor Jim? I said, yes. And he said, this is Ben. And I said, hi, Ben. And he said, it's Ben from KFI on the radio. You remember? I said, yeah, I remember. And Ben said, you know, I, I was... I really appreciate what you had to say on the radio, and I was wondering if we could talk more about it. And I said, sure, I'd be happy to talk with you. I'm out of town, but I'm coming back Sunday. Maybe we could get together. And, and, you know, it's L.A., so who knows? I mean, he could live out in Hemet, and I'm living up in Thousand Oaks. And uh, and I said, well, let's get together. And I said, where do you live? And he said, I live in Thousand Oaks. (laughs) And I said, what exit are you off the freeway? And he said, oh, I'm off Lynn Road. That was my exit. And I said, "Uh, you know, what street is your house on? And he told me, we live three blocks from each other. And that Sunday, he came to my house with his fiancée, and we sat out in the backyard, and we had a discussion about God. We talked about Jesus. Uh, And Ben and his fiancée said, you know, we did both grow up in faith, and and we know the decisions that we've made haven't always been what God desired, but, but we really do want a relationship with God. And I said, I meant what I said on the radio. He is absolutely faithful. He loves you. He forgives you. He wants a relationship with you. And, and they said, that means a lot to us. And they asked, will you marry us? And I said, I would be happy to marry. Uh, and, I, and they left that day, and I, you know, we were putting plans together. And he called me uh, about a week later, and he said, Pastor Jim, he goes, uh, you know, I know we didn't talk about it, but I just wanted to let you know that uh, we're living apart, and the relationship's different, and it's, it's going to be that way um, until we get married. And the reminder was that, well, the nature of Jesus is to alleviate the burden. And so often we don't do that. So often we say things that seem biblical and sound godly and appear right, uh, and yet they add to the burden. Uh, And and essentially what people had been saying to Ben was, well, that you need to separate and move apart and uh, you need to stop behaving the way that you are before Jesus will ever desire a relationship with you. Well, that's not the way it works. Even in the midst of our sin, Jesus desires a relationship with us. While we have been divorced five times and are shacked up with somebody else, Jesus still desires a relationship with us. He alleviates the burden and that changes everything about our lives because it is not the law that makes us different. It is the gospel. It is the gospel that makes everything in our lives different. It is the gospel that removes us, that causes us to behave differently. It is the gospel that makes all the difference. And that is the message that Jesus would give to Mary and Paul and Dr. Krieger. It is the message he gave to the woman at the well. It is the message he gave to Ben. Ben and his wife got married three months later. And it was my privilege to be there with them and their friends and their family and to talk about the gospel, about Jesus, being a part of the marriage, alleviating the burden, forgiving them when they messed up, assuring them uh, that they get to be in a relationship that lasts even beyond their marriage, but with him for all eternity. They're still together. Uh, He's still on the radio. And now he does a show in which he talks about Jesus. (laughs) 
uh, and shares the gospel with people every week uh, on talk radio so that their burden may be alleviated just as his was. Let's have a prayer together. Lord Jesus, help us to hear you as the woman at the well heard you. Help us to hear words that alleviate our burden, that remove our sin, that answer our prayers, uh, that assure us of a relationship with you, that promise us heaven, that give us a measure of peace that passes understanding, alleviate our burden. Uh, Give us what you gave to this woman, the Dorian, the gift of God. And help us to offer the same to others, Lord God. Uh, as we encounter them in whatever circumstances of their life, uh, to alleviate their burden much the same way that you do for us because of Jesus. We pray it in his name and for his name's sake. Amen.